Hi everybody, we're back again. This is Daisy's Dot Live. And this week with the ladies of the fan club of Sharinoki Kahani. This time I got it right, guys. Don't laugh. We're here and this week we're discussing a very sensitive topic. And this topic is sensitive not only because we have a lot of disagreement in how we want to treat this topic, but uh, but because of the legal, ethical, and social impact of what we're going to discuss. On one, having said that, if the situation is unconscionable if for, 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 for some people uh, because they feel that this brings up issues of unequal power, but for some people they feel that it is a relationship and we need to look at any relationship um, on even grounds and not uneven. Because the main fear associated with such relationships, all the risk of it, is that it might promote misconduct or coercion but then if there are two consenting adults and they can take uh, they can take the relationship further they could be learning and they could be an experience that the relationship can bring in a healthy way as well um but after all if a consensual relationship is enthusiastic and there are two parties completely respectful towards each other what is wrong with the relationship, even if the the formal uh, uh, formal conduct of the relationship is between a teacher and a student, so we're here to talk a little bit more about it, and also because this emanates from the story of Shorin and Oki, because Shorin was an Oki's teacher, uh, but conveniently he's stopping um, the direct teacher. He, he he's, a, he's 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 one of the board in in, in one, her college now. And uh, Anoki is still a student. She's a second year student in the same college. Um, let's talk more about this. But before we jump on to this very specific discussion and we speak about, you know, the entire premise of how we're going to deal with this and, and the discussion around it, I get a lowdown on what happened this week. This week was full of a lot of romantic moments. So, Shreya, give us a lowdown. Yeah, so this week I will divide it into four significant moments. One was when, you know, Chorin and Anoki finally had that heart to heart conversation where Chorin explained his loneliness to Anoki and Anoki gets uh, where he's coming from. So she stops pushing him towards Asta. And, you know, that begins a mark of, you know, trust between them, building of trust as a couple between them. When she starts addressing him as Tum rather than Aap, which was a big point of contention for some people. I don't know why. The second point was when... You no, know, no, uh, come, come, come back come back to me again. You said it was a big... Um, it was contention, contention yeah. contentious for some people. I didn't get that. Yes. Some people didn't like the fact that Anoki is calling uh, Shorya is much older than her, her you know, they're used to call her, her calling him up and they calling him respectfully, which I found is like, it's between a couple to decide how they address each other. So I don't know what was the issue in that. It's but between two people, right? Uh, it's up to them what they call each other, you know, yeah. teddy bear or darling or honey or whatever they would decide to call each other, right? Yeah. Baby, I hate it. But if someone is calling it, they so they find they that, find yeah, with whatever exactly. they call each other. Who are we exactly. to judge, right? Sure. So that's I wish she called stops calling him PS. If you know Tom is fine for me, but if PS is not, if, I think I don't care if he's fine. But then I don't really care what she calls him <laughs> if he's okay. <laughs> so P. Uh, so getting that out of point, second was Shore standing up to him like the fa the family finally finding out Shore and Anoki are married. Like Shore 
married anuki and now they are all behind you know to break up his marriage and uh, third was asking him to break up the marriage no uh, the point was that after him uh, after him like they are doing it slyly like page and devi has oh, so they 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 manipulating him or they conspiring yeah. all right so the That's conspiracies have started starting yeah yeah so third was asta and uh, shorya finally you know bridging that divide between them finally acting as adults they are not still a mother and son but they started it so it's like uh, it like old friends meeting and you know having a conversation over a cup of tea like the indian value <laughs> of chai fa <laughs> charcha so they are continuing that conversation and now the drama has happened everyone in the college knows and anoki is being uh, you know ostracized for that like by the evil twins and also her sister like bubbly is also giving anoki a hard time for you know taking the plunge and getting married so early so uh, let's see how that angle works out so oh, that that's one angle i'd like to like to uh, talk about too that bubbly angle how she completely uh, you know she uh, she completely um, takes over her sister's life and kind of uh, you know tries to tries to tries to conjoin her life into her sister's life and and i think that's a recurring theme from our other discussion uh last week where you know we were talking about how 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 our families try to you know don't don't see don't don't see the children as separate from themselves but but isn't bubbly doing exactly what her father and her her family did to her right so they're kind of kind of meddling meddling with her privacy and her space Right. The, exactly what Bubbly is trying to do with with Anoki as well, right? Yeah, I would see I, that again. With is uh, comes from a place of love, so it's still understandable. Uh, if it have, would have been come from a place of control, we would still have you know issues with it. But I think Bubbly will come around sooner. I but, but 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 wherever the, wherever it's coming from, whether it's coming from place of love or understanding or wherever, there has to be uh, a boundaries. a boundaries yeah everybody has to have boundaries and i think brown families south asian families need to start defining those boundaries very very specifically i think we need to start defining those boundaries very specifically just like just being older doesn't mean you're wiser and you're you know everything right these are very mutually uh, exclusive things similarly being family doesn't mean that you have the right to walk into another family member's space and Start leading their lives for them, right? These so are that would, completely, completely mutually ex- exclusive, right? You can't lead their life for them. You can counsel them, but you can't force them to lead. You you can't tell them what to do. And as as adults, you have to respect the other person's decision, right? So the thing is, I have an older protective sister. I think you also have an older protective sister. I I don't know if it's that to- totally. To- totally. So, I know for a fact that I am even I am a elder sister to a younger brother, but I would not do the same because my sister is you know taught to be responsible one. The eldest child of the family is always taught to be the responsible one, so they are always considered next to the parent. So the eldest child will always have been the you know the serious one who's all, shouldering all the responsibility, acting like a parent. So I think that's an Indian thing specifically. I don't think it's uh, yeah. So it, exactly, it's a brown family thing that the elder. one is always you know their decision their values are you know their they have a voice in the family the younger children or yet the younger child or the middle child might not have the same you know weightage in the family as the elder eldest child would have 
so it's a brown family thing i i get that point and i know for a fact my i have a elder protective sister i know what she would like she would give me like my i mom would i i you. have an elder protective sister as well she do anything for me but yeah. you know she would know where to stop she would yeah. she would she would definitely not get into making my decisions or you know she she she'd know that if i made make it made a decision she'd respect it that that respect comes before because she understands that if i made a decision it it has come with my own decision making powers and my own decision making logic and she'd respect my 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 decision making a lot and she wouldn't disrespect it in any way she wouldn't tell me i was wrong all the time and she wouldn't impose her thinking on me but when somebody else imposes their thinking on you they're disrespecting you as a person they're disrespecting your thought process they're also disrespecting you um, uh, you as a as an individual right there so that's basically what they're doing what what they're doing is that they're telling you they're superior in their thinking than you are and you are literally wrong so so having said that let's move on to the bigger topic here uh i want to start with the, this entire premise that in our societies there are certain people that we really look up to and this comes from a lot from you know how we've been brought up over centuries when when you know when um we come from a culture of education we come from a culture of of gurus right and i think it's that that's stuck in our head when we when we say that gurus have a certain um space in our society in our culture in our in in the hierarchy of things where we come from and we almost look upon gurus as god right and this was when ashrams when used to there's a process of attaining knowledge and when people were born they were sent into these big ashrams to learn to attain knowledge and there was this entire process now the process doesn't exist anymore uh, your guru could be anyone it could be your mentor you could have hundreds of gurus it could be it could be your you know online mentor it could be somebody who's still in college right it could be somebody who's like 3 years older than you who's teaching you math anybody could be your teacher right so so that that definition of guru has changed in our in our lives uh, and you know people who can teach you guitar is a guru people who teaches you teaches you another language is a guru people the guy who teaches you spanish is a guru the guy who who teaches you uh, how to play how to play flute is a guru so so the the definitions have changed our lives have changed we don't have the guru cools where you go to anymore so the definition of guru definitely has changed and also um, a lot of the, the entire institutionalization of teachers has also disappeared right we don't institutionalize teachers anymore right and also um I, th- i think a lot more younger people are becoming teachers and teaching as a profession has also changed quite a lot right so now in this entire change scenario we don't revere our teachers like we used to um, we don't we don't wake up in the morning and you know pray to the teachers and touch their feet we, we don't do that anymore. that 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 thing doesn't happen right we still we should we still respect them because we respect knowledge we 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 still you know look at knowledge as something that you know is is quite respected and that's a part of our culture but does that mean that whoever is imparting that that 
knowledge to us also becomes revered and is not an, at an equal footing with us that we don't even engage with them in a discussion or we don't we don't uh, uh, question them we don't do that we question our teachers we, we get in discussions with them we, we 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 go back and question the theories and we go fight with them about stuff and and, and and that's normal because because that's what education is now all about. Somebody who's taught us X for twenty years, we go and 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 tell them Y is true and X is not right. So this is how education has evolved as well. Now when that has happened, and this entire system has evolved, why are we looking at this entire system of why why are we still thinking of educationists and and teachers as as a superior class of people that we need to uh, we need to hold uh, in so much respect, and not somebody who are our peers, somebody, someone who are who, who are educated, who are imparting as service providers. Why can't we look them look at them as service providers? Why are we still thinking of them as what's in our head? What's been put in our head, not in our head, but it's been put in our head through books and through movies and and you know these these. Uh, you know, mythological uh, serials. Why are we thinking myth mythology? In in our heads, we're, we're we're still thinking, you know, the Mahabharata when we think gurus or we think teachers, whereas they're not. They're service providers. Uh, shall we start assuming? Uh, see, I think in today's time, even this thought process is changing, Miral. It's not like we are we are only looking at them as somebody who. Uh, we have to, like, there is a sense of respect, definitely, yes, we are taught to respect our teachers. So uh, there are two folds to it. One is sometimes the age matters in terms of respect. Like, suppose somebody is really elderly, head of the department, not talking about Shorya, talking about somebody like, you know, uh, a very senior person who has, like, suppose 30 years of experience in the field. We look to them for knowledge, like, they are very knowledgeable, so that respect comes. But I don't think that... Uh, in a lot of cases that it might be that you are thinking they are completely out of reach and we have to just you know maintain that uh, uh, that fear and the distance uh, between the teacher and the student these days teachers are also are also friends they are people who guide you apart from the knowledgeable books knowledge also as well like you know you can approach a teacher for some something about academics and there are teachers, genuine teachers, where there is the relationship of only teacher and a student, but there is also a sense of friendship of, of, of an advisor. You look up to them to ask about decisions in life. Like Astha is in this example, like I'll put Astha and Anoki. So she's Anoki, uh, Astha is somebody who is respected a lot by Anoki, but Anoki takes her advice. But in today's time, if suppose, a teacher does something wrong or say some theory that you don't agree with students do have that uh, sentiment in their minds that yes i have the right that i can tell my teacher that i don't agree with you or i want to you know i don't want to do this previously it was if a teacher says it is a you just agree that it is a it's it's not something that you can discuss to me about i think that the thought process is changing like i would not i would not think i would treat my teacher as a god and somebody who cannot be right if i find that there is something wrong here or i am not connecting to what he's teaching i think we would say that you know we would approach as a friends as well i think that that thing is happening now a lot of uh, uh, places so guru yes in ancient times guru was a godly figure uh, and 
somebody you cannot disrespect somebody you cannot oppose and you know uh, put a theory of your own on top of him but i don't think it's completely valid anymore like now in today's time the respect is still there but it is not like the the guru is the god the knowledge wise yes we respect because they have more knowledge than, than us more maturity more experience they are teaching us and guiding us to our better future but they can be wrong they are human uh, after all so i think that that change is there now people do treat their teachers as friends as well thanks to me thanks to that uh shreya uh i want i want to take the same question with you but i want to add another angle to it what culturally we didn't understand from the the i'm sorry we didn't understand this culturally uh from the um from the episode yesterday last night was why were they laughing at her because she was married why would you laugh at a married person isn't isn't marriage a respected institution if she's married to a professor um why would i laugh at her no no why is it a laughing matter that she's married in the first place and why would they make fun of her why would you openly make fun of somebody i think i think i think we thought it was totally ott so her her being laughed at and sneered at and people throwing stuff at her it was totally ott no that is ott for sure that was for dramatic purposes but i get the the there was an insinuation before that that uh, they had a salacious affair sleazy affair and which resulted like she they had a physical relationship which might have resulted in a pregnancy or something so that was the connotation that you know oh acha you are you pregnant or something that's why you got married in you know hurry so much hurry because he still has to still his student she's not passed out yet so that was the you know because it, even if you do it like even they, i have also seen many real life examples of teacher and students marrying but that is after you know uh, the student has passed out and when they are no longer you know a student and a teacher plus the cultural things are, they have no proof that insinuation came from his sisters right yeah yeah so hmm. that because uh, yeah that's what i'm saying there was a dramatization for sure but they openly said it that are you like in a physical relationship are you having an affair which and see they also insinuated so that is how you got marks you know that is how you got the highest mark you were doing it you know you were doing something to you know please him that you know we were not doing it or something like that the other students so that angles all that angle also comes in where you know they're insinuating that you're asking favors and he was taking those sexual favors from you so that was the whole uh you know point of having that conversation so that is why it is a taboo also because then it, there comes an angle of love sleazy affair and salacious thing between a teacher and student also where they have just an affair if for example if shora would have been a married professor what if yeah so, so that is so, so so from that point of view it could be uh, if shora wasn't a professor this were an office romance this entire situation would have fitted there perfectly always it's exactly. always if there is if there is a unequal situation between a man and a, and a woman this situation fits in everywhere okay. yeah boss and a uh, like boss and a subordinate everywhere like even if you are for example i'll tell you and it's just not indian culture by the way i'll tell you marat no no so true it's it's here it's here as well yeah. definitely yeah in american pop culture i remember gray's anatomy mark and lexi they are also uh, also there's a the pretty little liar ezra and arya 
student teacher. Yeah, sure. Same, River, same. Riverdale, uh, Archie and his uh, professor, the one who was mm -hmm. teaching same. by the scale in school. Same. So same. it's not an Indian thing exclusively. It's a American. No, not at all. Wherever, wherever there, there is subordinate, subordinate uh, woman and a powerful man, this this trope fits in pretty well. Exactly. That that I agree with. That I, so 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 you're telling me that they actually fit in that trope right there. Definitely, it fits in. But just because sure, sure, sure is it at a powerful position and and uh, an Anoki Anoki is a student. So and also, I tell you where the cultural differences lie. So, for example, in America, you can differentiate between a pastor and a student and a teacher, right? So, if a pastor is you know giving you religious, he's teaching you bible so he's you know uh, he's imparting religious knowledge everyone knows the difference while in india a guru is a guru whatever you know uh gyan he's giving he's still a guru so people don't understand the difference between religious impartment of knowledge and say an education of some different sort maybe economics maths or whatever so that distinction comes uh, i guess that's distinction comes with a lot of uh, you know taking uh, education as a professional field not as a you know noble profession so like for example doctors doctors used to be revered as gods in india in olden times and still in some places they are but now they also know okay doctors are also professionals so they've understood the distinction so that distinction has still has little bit of trans yeah yeah but 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 in america most of the abuses happen in in the churches so yeah exactly. we, we've That's had more abuses in churches than any anywhere else so same way in india also now uh, these gurus like ashrams may everyone you know gets there are cases of those coming up so that is the foundation is also shaking in india so that's what i'm saying it's relatively it's changing that that scenario is changing and shows like these are not makers so these are not taboos anymore the only point is okay when there is a abuse of power by a teacher at a younger predatory kids like for example if the kid is still in school and or in tuition and this is happening then it is wrong so that part is still wrong but between adults, I think, so even if you would have told me I have to watch the serial because there's a, pro, a student professor relation, I, I wouldn't have given it a shot because I would have, I would have, when I got to know the love story and this, because this shorter as a character, he's been shown as a man of, you know, integrity. But if it was the same professor, you know, who's having affair and, you know, flirting with all the female students and, you know, having an affair with everyone, so then I would have like, you know, had a problem with that relationship so that is what happens when you see a story in totality and not just pick the central theme and you know have problem with that so my i had more on so the thing is everything is not black and white there are new there, there are murky areas of gray and which here it falls in the gray area so i i love i love the chemistry but i still not be totally comfortable with the love story part yeah, I, I think I get get where you're coming from, um, Manushi. So, so we normally uh, when we look at a um, when we look at the entire power play and power and the differences in power, we look at them as inherently bad things, right? Where you know, there's there's a power play in every relationship. We cannot we cannot go go into a relationship and say that everything's at par. Um, Every relationship has a power play. One one person in the relationship will always have slightly more power than the other. And whether whether it is a 
a father-son relationship or a mother-daughter relationship or a mother-son relationship or your relationship with your spouse um, or then your relationship at work. So when such a relationship happens in a in, in a setting where you're getting into a relationship, especially um, at, in, in, a, in a college setting, um, why do we always, we, we're hell-bent upon calling it bad. We always think power relationships are going to be bad. But we carry power relationships with us everywhere and then we look at we look at student professor as the worst of we're hell-bent upon looking at it as the worst we, we we taboo it uh what what is it about this professor student or 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 teacher student relationship that is more taboo than any other relationship i think why why are we creating a taboo around this one the most okay so now here, like Shreya said, that we have been taught that, you know, a teacher is a teacher and you can't see them as a romantic, uh, you know, opposite person for you. Like you can't view your teacher and crush upon him. You know, that's like a taboo which has been created. Like so there are many, see, in my college itself, we had so many professors who were really handsome and we, we really drooled on him. And I think that's really normal. Okay, now, like you say that the student professor relationship, why is it a taboo? Because we have been taught that way that, you know, this is your professor. You can't, you can't fall in love with a professor. But what I believe here is that profession is just a barrier. Agar ye same cheese, see, if Kitty and Bebo, being Shaurya's sisters, are allowed in the classroom of the same Sabarwal Institute where Shaurya is the uh, HOD, then as wife, Anoki should also be allowed to sit in the classroom. I mean, where is that difference? If a sister can be allowed, why can't a wife be allowed? You know, as simple as that. So it's just that okay, we have been forced to think it that way. And I believe that agar there's a relationship between a doctor and a nurse, if between a, a boss and a colleague, if it's between a student or a teacher, or it's between two, like the power play part you said. So every relationship has that power play. You know, there is this one partner who is going to be uh, the superior one, like superior in terms of the positions. And exactly. Things. Then what is wrong with this one? Why this? Why this? Because people have been viewing teachers as gods, you know, they are like education. You are, if you see the whole pregnancy thing that Kitty and they both three one Anoki, that's the ugly truth of our society. Ke if you are in a relationship, so that means kuch sexual hoga tumhare beach. That is why you are in a relationship. They can't view it as a romantic relationship. You know, that's where the problem lies. If Shora and Anoki, they are married. Okay. It's not that they are having a passing affair. They are married. And marriage is a very respectable institution. But why Kitty and Bebo threw that thing on Anoki is because they are like, you know, sexual favor liya because this is the mentality we've been dealing with. That agar teacher or a student class mein band paaye jate, to that means ki unke beech mein kuch hai. But they can't think it other ways. Ke bhai, thik hai, chalo, wo student gai thi, uske paas notes lene. But it's, we have been wronging things for the longest times now. And I think it's really high time for us to change this thought because professor and student, why can't they have a romantic relationship? Why only sexual favors? Why can't you think of it in a good light? Ke bhai, ha, 
मीट putting aside the wrongs and rights and who are we to comment on a student or a professor or a husband or a wife or a doctor or a nurse if they are having a married relationship and even for no, the no, that- i mean i mean why why bring in marriage it's there even if okay. not married it's between them yeah exactly you have to pay respect to a relationship as a relationship you can't uh, go on condemning the relationship saying ki oh my god ho inke beech affair hai inke beech oh anokhi is pregnant i mean that pregnancy part just drove me crazy i was like how the hell can kitty and babu not even think once that it's their brother who is involved and you were insulting his wife do you don't you get it that she is going to kick your ass really bad if he'll get to know that you are the ones who Ch- chandra Ch- chandra hasn't renamed them by the way do you know what the yeah. what, what the new name is bogo yeah, yeah. buy one get one free bogo <laughs> seriously brainless and i mean putting them uh, in that bad light itself in that poster thing it was horrible mm-hmm. i mean you can't do this they are married or married nahi bhi hote hai jo bhi that's their life you can't poke your nose and comment ki no bhai oh my god how what is this that whole thing was so dramatic i mean that yeah so we, we we couldn't culturally get a get a you know heads around it because you know over here in college uh, in university in college married people get quarters i mean you you could be married and living with your family in university it's perfectly fine you know you don't yeah. really people don't really care the only thing that's unlawful here might be especially i know in california would be having sexual relationships with a minor so a teacher can't have a sexual relationship with a minor student in in school that is unlawful but um not with adults you know you're consenting adults you're consenting adults the relationship is your thing yeah exactly and and then, and, and, and then of course every college every university has their own rules and regulations around how it could be conducted so normally if it does happen then you make sure you're not in your department and you know it happens in another department and you know you you make sure it, it doesn't look as if there's a power play happening there yeah, exactly. that that it looks as if it's a favor or you could you could be caught in a power situation yeah exactly. so so no. you make sure yourself that you're not caught in the rules like shreya said that you know but you can't stop i mean you can't stop if you fall in love with somebody how do you stop that how logically do you stop that right yeah exactly so i would want to add just one thing so shreya said na, that student and professor can't have relationship we have been taught like that ke oh my god oh my god iska to iska teacher ke sath affair tha ye to you know that that taboo has to break love is love regardless of any profession regardless of any barrier that comes between love is love age gap ho ya koi bhi gap ho be power play gap or any love is love you can't control your heart and say that you know no shut up batmeez this is a professor you can't say that love is love and nothing in love can be wrong or right and i i, I really don't believe in this thing that and i'm very comfortable seeing a professor and student romance because romance is romance you can't view them with that skeptical uh, you know judgmental lens 
and uh, say that you know oh my god they are a professor and student they can't romance in college please cut that slack off and just let them love love is love you can't really put them in different categories that oh my god if husband wife hai to they can romance kahin bhi karo haath pakdo kuch bhi karo that's okay but professor student hai to ho dekho inke beech kya ho raha hai cut that line off Great. Those are great points, by the way, Manushi. Hey, Supriya, coming to you. What do you got to say? What do you think about? What do you think about? Um, what, if it's consensual, what is wrong with this entire issue? Why is it an issue in the first place? There is nothing wrong. Actually, I was discussing the same issue with my mother, and she is eighty plus. So I was just saying, you know, this is about this, and there's a taboo. So she's like, "Why is there a taboo? They just love it to each other." And uh, I'm like, uh, "He's not teaching her, but still there's a taboo." That she's like, "No, but he can still teach her as long as he's not uh, making use of the power, and as as long as they are consenting adults, as long as uh, they know their boundaries." Why is it a taboo? I don't really see any reason. And I was like, okay, you have put me into a different perspective that he could still teach her. So uh, I have cases. So my mother's uh, classmate, he married his student um, way back, you know, there, and they are quite happily married. Um, my mom herself was in a like, if you say power play, she was the boss, and my dad was working with him as a colleague. They both got married. She's older to him by seven years. So I have seen cases. So for us, it's not a taboo. For us, it's it's more of a consent which matters. For us, it's more of a love which matters. Primarily friendship. So my dad keeps saying, you know, as long as you have friendship and love and respect, how does it matter whether she, the woman is older or you are older or you know she is a boss or you are not a boss? Like he he goes happily telling everyone that my wife was my boss, and that's how we met. So he's very uh, uh, very uh, uh, open about it. So uh, as you correctly pointed out, there is nothing wrong in it, but I think there are certain um restrictions rules in place because recently when i was a student in my university jawaharlal nehru university we did get a lot of cases of sexual harassment so i'm touching upon that also so there were professors who were trying to make use of their power and trying to say that this girl seduced me so it's not like he was using the power but it was like this girl seduced me and then the other students were like oh she's seducing him she is uh, doing this to get her phd forward so yes so there are some controls in place to protect women and protect the students also but as long as if it is consensual and both the people know their boundaries and both the people know not to uh, break that uh, use misuse the power neither the girl nor the man i feel it's perfectly fine and we should actually uh, be open to it and then as you po correctly pointed out these two are adults their love which is their love with each other they find comfort in each other chemistry has struck between them you never know with whom the chemistry strikes and it's absolutely absolutely fine so i am all for it um you know i i don't find it a taboo but yes um i will not say that the controls in place are wrong because controls in place are needed 
especially when we see a lot of sexual harassment cases mm-hmm. and things like that. And I have seen it personally with uh, when I was doing my MPhil and all how women students were, you know, bullied uh, for their dissertation. Like we won't pass you through. if you don't do these favors so there have been cases also so we have to be uh, careful but then uh, again it's it's a big long topic there so so, so these are those are great points and you were you were able to bring forward some real life points as well where you know of course there are the genuine cases and then there are cases where professors did misuse their power which happens everywhere i mean where in the world doesn't it happen right it can happen if you're a professor it can happen if you're a manager it can happen if you are a pilot it can happen wherever in the world there is a power structure abuse of power happens so why ostracize just this one profession and say oh you know what you don't get you don't get to do this but you know the rest of us we are okay we can just marry whoever the hell we want but you know you are in a you you're in this position of responsibility and you don't get to right so so the reason so the reason behind it is as you correctly pointed out is that mahabharata culture is that in the mythology we just can't get rid of that stuff man it's stuck in our head i mean yeah. we, we that 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 arrow and the misguided missiles and this guru so dakshina actually that culture which comes into play so lot of people who are trying to promote that culture they will come and say no this is a taboo why are you doing this but people who are not into that i mean they are coming out of it and they are questioning it so for example uh, the first rule of a uh, traditional uh, this thing is you can't question your parents you can't question your teachers that's the first rule which is taught to a child a child that you can't question you can't in, in our we, we already we already blown that rule to smidrens last last week so that's we don't we don't believe in it right yes so that is the first rule but then now as sumi pointed out in the urban settings in especially in metropolitan cities i will say metropolitan cities and cosmopolitan cities like chandigarh and bangalore and some of these cosmopolitan cities people are moving out of that culture you would say still see that culture in villages and small towns because it's a big thing for them because learning and education is still in is inaccessible for them uh, if you have accessibility then that taboo reduces but unfortunately in india the accessibility is low for many people especially for lower middle income class all these classes is accessibility is low so if there is a teacher who is teaching a child and has managed to bring the child up to a level which they never dreamt of so obviously he is like god Oh, why jump in? Can I? Sure, please. Yeah. So I have a difference uh, on that issue. See, culturally, we were always very forward. We always used to question. We are question like we are culturally very. We question everything. So in even in Vedas and uh, even in Gita, it is said question everything. Whoever it is, don't believe anything without you know logically applying your own. brain and logic so i don't believe that we are taught that don't question to accept is, we're not yeah the basis the basis question. of hinduism as we exactly. it is question the basis exactly. that we have so many millions of gods is because we're allowed to question 
Not only we told the question, we told we told that we told that you believe what you want to believe, and you question. Yeah, yeah. So I don't believe that in Indian culture and Hinduism, it is allow. It is said that you know don't question. Actually, we are a culture of question. Questioning. Yeah, in Vedas, Gita, everywhere it is told that question. Don't blindly believe anything. Apply your own logic and your own agencies to everything in this world and in universe. So that doesn't fly that we are allowed. We are we don't question. If we did, if we didn't question, we won't have millions and millions of god and goddesses. So we believe, and even in uh, in ego, uh, in uh, our culture, atheism is a thing. Astic, Gnostic, everything. Believe in whatever you want to. So question. We we were never we were never given one book to. follow we were always exactly. told question that's why yeah. we are allowed to i mean anything can be anything that i believe in can be god that is hinduism that's real hinduism exactly um, so uh, it's not carry on sorry sorry cut you off yeah yeah so uh, first is first point was that the second was uh, for manushi said like love shouldn't see anything okay so i'll tell you what this is the difference if shorya nanuki is a love story that is why it is shorya anoki if it was not a love story if it was been a love lust story it would have been a crime petrol story so you know it i don't know if you get the crime petrol reference but i think the rest of your, your audience might so it's I like uh, so it would end up in a murder or affair or something like that it's, it's just that there's a difference between falling in love with your teacher and falling in lust with your teacher or a student so but we not have to, we not have to judge the depth of love or the depth of lust or whatever it is it's entirely up to them whatever they have it's entirely up to them what we're trying to say is as two consenting adults they're free to have whatever the hell they want to have amongst themselves even if it were lust it is their business it, as two consenting adults if it were lust please have it we we as a general society should not have any opinion about it that's what i'm trying to say we no one we so, we no one to judge it so any professional uh, institution will have its own policy even workplace exactly. would have exactly so let that institution have its policy place? let them let them do their policy but as moral compasses as ethical you know whatever moral compass we have we should have a problem with it because it's none of our business that's one secondly it shouldn't be taboo for us to talk about it or accept it that if we're okay with a boss uh, and somebody subordinate to have have attraction towards each other we should be okay with a pilot and a and a steward to have it because when people work together they're thrown together they work for many hours together there is there will be this attraction this is going to happen when people are thrown together with each other they will end up liking each other so what's wrong with a professor and a student being thrown together to like each other why is that taboo and this not taboo the only thing i think would be a problem is they would have like my uncle married his student was 10 years his junior so the only thing i think issue is maybe when you're in the profession itself and you're marrying someone or you know having an affair with a with a junior that might be the only problem but when the institution of marriage is with you i don't think that should be a problem so and it and you stop for just a second i'm putting this on hold okay massive concept part i don't remember what part i have to start hmm 
so my only point was if it had been if they would have been married i don't think that would have been problem because i know for a fact like there are many marriages between student and teacher and it is very very common nowadays so i my hope my own uncle married his student was 10 years younger than him the only thing is i think and every professional like every workplace has their own you know every institution has their own policy about you know maybe student teacher maybe you know boss uh, boss and the subordinate every workplace is and even that's why they have that work uh, you know sexual harassment says uh, now in all the workplaces and the same way every institution has those uh, mechanisms as well where you know their issues are addressed yeah i agree with the point about consulting adults my only point is see when you are a when your boss and a uh, uh, and a junior so you're slightly more mature you're on a workplace while when you're a student you're still you know very fresh you're very gullible so you and there are chances that you know you might be under the influence of you know a certain external factor maybe the charisma maybe the power sure i think the, then then it, yeah. it is up to them to change their power play maybe move into another department move into another school move into another college and the and, and the rules have to be defined by the institution around that thing but doesn't mean that they can't be in love they they yeah. stop being in love that is not a possibility and then the taboo has to go it's not that this i mean if two people are in love what are you going to tell them stop being in love and ostracize them and have a go and go after them i mean run after them making memes <laughs> i want to say one thing uh, here sure, so uh, i agree that it's a it's a taboo it should not be there as long as two consenting adults it's their business you know nobody has business pointing out uh, what what right and what wrong is i think one psychology behind it is see rest of the uh, professional departments suppose but somebody is a boss in some other field and you do you know you have a subordinate both people are entering into that environment as adults but when we are in education suppose elementary education we are young children okay so we already have this uh, thing in our mind that the teacher is elder to you more experienced more knowledgeable respectful figure and a parental figure because you are so young suppose somebody who is in grade 1 will always look to the teacher as a parental figure somebody who is trying to guide me that psychology goes through till the time you are in college because that is what you have been brought up with that is that is you have learned all your life the teacher is somebody who is to be respected it should be respected but you know there is a there is a margin that has to be kept but in cases when there is there is a genuine affection on both sides consenting so now from supposing from schools you are going into higher education where you find a professor a, a, a educator who catches your interest and it is mutual uh, arrange like mutual attraction then it is nobody's business because now you have already taken that leap from a young mind immature mind to a mature mind now you know what to do so in in that case that is why like if people when you say a student teacher relationship people will start thinking the student as like elementary school student it is we are not talking about a, a minor a first grader and and a teacher having an affair right but that is how the psychology works because since childhood we have learned that oh a teacher is somebody a parental figure so don't go in that uh, direction but when that attraction happens then of course you are at that stage mature enough to understand then it should no it should be nobody's business and one more point suppose 
there is a student who looks up to a teacher as as a parental figure or as a godly figure there is nothing wrong like in this case uh, shorya is there anokhi looks at him as her own you know she has that attraction to him she looks at shorya differently than what reema looks shorya looks up to shorya for for reema shorya is that teacher respectful teacher who guides her and guides his guides uh, her friend in everything related to studies so reema is right looking at her teacher in that sense and anokhi is right looking at shorya in her sense so both perspectives are right it is when third part third people start meddling together and trying to create a ruckus then it is wrong that's is why this whole you know psychology thing about teacher and student and taboo takes place and it is high time that it goes away when it is consenting adults perfect i think i think that that's that's a great point she made over there supriya you want to add something before we wrap up yes uh, i just wanted to add another point that when you go to the university your age gaps also reduce so i just wanted to add to the point that you know there was this mention that office uh, relationship you are both adults you are earning so you are more mature but then we are also forgetting that there are students who are entering into masters and phd's and mphil's they are already far far mature because they are working on the side and they are studying as well and the age gap between them and the professors is relatively reduced yes, because mm-hmm. phd people they become professors and then you are like 22 it has happened with me you are 22. you know you know i'll, I'll just i'll just 20. tell tell you something i'll just tell you something age is nothing to do with maturity uh you know as 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 i grow older i realize age is not a measure of maturity of people ever and maturity is not a measure of how people are in relationships at all and how they deal with relationships so uh, i'll tell you that very honestly also uh, another thing another thing that i would want to say here is that any relationship between two people is is about uh, you know firstly how much time they spend together and how they get to know each other well so if they are in the same environment they will ultimately get to know each other well and they will ultimately get used to each other better so proximity proximity is important any relationship and you know that's how when when we when we create dating apps the first um, fundamental thing of dating apps is location 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 so you always always find people you know if you go go on tinder it's always location so you always center things around location similarly uh, for for people to find matches location is always the first thing that you look at not not age not nor nor what you do nor nor your maturity level nothing else matters except proximity right so uh, that environment is the most important aspect in matches and uh, in colleges and schools that environment is pretty neat right isn't it and it's it's pretty uh, uh, pretty intense as well so um what 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 that environment gives you is 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 deep traction that environment gives you is knowledge and environment gives you a chance to address each other intellectually and most um uh enriching experience in enriching um relationships are created out of intellectual stimulation so those are also long lasting for a lot of these um 
couples that come out of colleges and schools, they last longer because of intellectual stimulation that binds them together. So uh, the, these these are great matches right there. What I'm, what what we see, and and there's a lot of science behind it. There's a lot of um, you know, a lot of um, data behind all of that. Having said that, um, we we have to stop creating taboos around relationships. We have to stop uh, shaming people for their choices. It is stop um, getting into people's businesses and and. Um, and creating issues around people's uh, uh, people's not only their choices but also also the personal lives, and I believe that's what's happened with Anoki this week. And I want to close it here, but before I close, I want to just go round robin and ask you what do you think is going to happen in the coming week? Let's go round robin. Sumi, you get started. Firstly, Shaurya is going to lose it completely now because you know the reality is. It's going to. He has already suspected a foul play. Some, some, some. Uh, you know, something is happening behind his back. But he still has that trust on both of them, like on Devi and uh, Tage, that they will. You know, he still trusts now, them. How foolhardy is he after no, all see, this? See, he trusts. He does not completely. He's not blindly trusting them. But there is definitely an element. Like now, at least I have told them that I have made this decision. I have married Anuki. At least now they will back off. That much trust he still has on them. He is not trusting them to be like completely okay with it and you know completely uh, be happy and you know cheer for him. But he knows that they are people who can go behind my back, who can do some scheming, and he has become aware of it. But he does not. He is not still aware to the extent which people who claim to love him and be his parent can go. You know for for for. Them. Benefit. So I think that reality check is going to happen, and definitely, uh, it's going to create a mess in his mind. Plus, equation with Astha is going to definitely come up. So it's going to be a very, very fun week, and we are all waiting for that Shore to burst like a volcano. I mean, that is the most awaited part for everybody. So what about you, Shreya? What are you expecting? Anything extra? Anything more than what she said? Any other angle that she might have missed? No, I'm expecting bathroom uh, romance and uh, you know him to go shirtless at least once in this show. I don't care about again. Is he, is he opening his buttons again? Oh my god! We have to prevent this yeah, guy from popping his right. buttons. We, I want to see him the chain, you know, be in his whole glory. I don't want to see the glimpse of the chain. I want Guys, go back chain. to that video where his entire shirt popped open. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that we watch uh, Miral on loop nowadays just for that uh, thing. <laughs> we, we, we'll make some we'll make some gifts out of it for you guys, dude. I'm gonna have Thank I'm you. gonna have Chandra work work on the gifts. That would be a that would be a gift uh, to the fandom. No, but on a serious yeah. note, I, think I bet Chandra's already worked on it. You don't need to tell her all these things. Because the Shaurya will do something. He'll do something completely wacky stuff, you know. He'll do something completely different. If we're expecting him to, you know, like be angry at something, he'll be like he'll goof up or something. So yeah, maybe I'm expecting. I just expecting Anoki to trust him this this time and not, you know, question him or something that maybe it was, uh, you know. You you think you think she's not standing him? up or something? I I'm expecting her to at least stand by her man. You think she will? All of you have trust trust Anoki to I do that this time. No, Manushi doesn't trust Anoki. 
I I trust Anoki, but she is not going to be okay. Just imagine a girl knowing that your husband is going to keep his ex fiance in the house, same as the, the one he is living in. I mean, do you really think Anoki is going to buy that crap, especially once the? No, she also knows. She also knows he's he's clean hearted. She trusts no, no, him. No, no, she trusts. No, no, she trusts him, but Miral, it's about the possessive part of Anoki. You know, she is wife of Shorya now, and now uh, once the engagement truth will be out. This is something that I see uh, it coming in the next two weeks. That once the engagement truth is out, we all expect that Anoki is going to go all you know berserk and she's going to uh, lash out at Shorya and other things. But at another angle, I feel she is going to. be gullible about it and feel that you know it's okay that uh, it happened i understand because she has went through the blackmailing thing as well for her own marriage back in kapoorthala so she knows the emotional blackmail thing so she might be gullible about it but at the same time she will not be okay with uh, you know shagun being there in the sabarwal house specially and anoki was really jealous if you notice in the too uh, zaruri uh, episode when shagun came in uh, she was eyeing shagun and shorya like when shagun held his arm she was just like oh my god what is this happening she was she did? jealous I, i didn't know i didn't notice she gave she gave wife wife looks she did she did, she did? what were the wife looks i didn't notice she gave stern look she was like okay कार मिरर सीन इफ यू सी शोर इज ट्राइंग टू लुक एट अनोखी एंड अनोखीज Uh, Supriya, last one. So I really want them to stay with Asta because you know I want them to uh, realize uh, what Asta went through. And actually, I'm trying. I'm expecting him to go off on his father also for deserting his wife. I don't get that guy. I mean, in one episode, I think he's coming back, and the second episode, I think he's lost it again. I think he's undergoing some kind of menopause. Hormone. Yes, yes. No, yes, I think I think he's undergoing menopause. I'm pretty sure because in in one episode he says I'm going to stand by my son, and then in the next episode he blows cold. Man, he he completely goes the other direction, and and he screams at his son for doing the right thing. And I just don't get it. He's so hormonal with his son, so I think it must be menopause. I'm pretty sure, but having said that, go, um, go, um, Supriya, complete your sentence, and then we'll wrap up. Actually, I want him to uh, stand up for his mother against the father, not just Devi and Tej, but primarily I want to um, him to question the father that why the heck you did not support my mother when she needed you the most. And I really want the truth to come out this time. It's like lot of. Uh, uh, mouse catches and i want the other two to come out what is shakun hiding and i'm really going crazy to think you know why is she so helpful on marrying him what is that secret please let it out now there's there's something really big over there we and, and you know we all know because she told the screen so
That's great. That's fantastic. Well, this was a great session again, guys. Really amazing points. And I'm glad we're all thinking the same thing. We need to break the mold. We need to you know, get the taboo out there. So uh, we have pointers over here for our society. We need to start talking about it, take this to the community and, and start advocating for change here. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, Shorenoki uh, Kikahani family, fandom. Uh, it was lovely having you here. I will see you next week again. Take care. Bye-bye.